Well, good good eve. I keep wanting to say good morning. Maybe it's because I have a little jet lag. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, saints. Um, welcome to Wednesday Night Live here at the Father's Church. Um, it's good to be with you. It's good to be home. And it's good to be joining with saints from all over the world who are either listening um, live or will catch the live stream in a later time. We welcome you. We bless you. And um, Pastor Ron is, he's not here this evening, he's fine, he was just a little under the weather, and so um, you get me tonight, and yay, so pray for um, our leader, just strength and um, health and wholeness and rest, and uh, it's going to be a good night, amen, amen. So we're going to start... Um, we're going to start by just giving a report, and I just want to give glory to God, first and foremost, for what he's doing throughout the world. Um, it's, this, it's kind of been a whirlwind these last couple of months with um, travel and with minist- the apostolic ministry, and um, I'm very thankful to be a part of that, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm just so, um, I just marvel at the way that God is moving throughout the nations of the world, and and so this was the last, really the last apostolic journey of this year, this year of grace. And it was something that was planned last year. And it was to go into Belgium to, um, to visit some of our, a couple of our churches there. And for many, many years, we had a national seminar there in Brussels, if you'll remember. Some of you have come and been a part of that. And I would say maybe three, four years ago, I can't remember, the Lord really pulled the plug on that and said I'm, I want to redirect the ministry there and so you just are obedient to do that and just wait and see what he's going to do and just like every other nation that we have sown into and invested um, this message into you go and there's there's usually a convener there's you know gatherings larger gatherings and people come from all over and and then what happens is God plucks his remnant out, those that, that truly want to, to share in this walk of the saints. And, and those are the, the ones, you know, it, he wants all to come into the kingdom. He wants all to walk, you know, to take this, this walk of sonship, but it's a choice. And so when we go and we speak at a conference or whatever, we lay it out there. And, and, and you know, it's not all sugar-coated. It's look, this is what the scripture says about it, and it is the most glorious walk of our existence, uh, you know, the apex of, our, of it, the existence of mankind, but it's also um, a walk of faith. And anytime you embrace a walk of faith, you embrace um, that refiner's fire. That's what scripture says. It is a walk. You walk through the fire. You are refined. Um, and that's that's what it is and so some choose and then some choose another path and and we bless that and so speaking specifically about Belgium there's been two churches that the Lord has really um, visited upon the hearts of the pastors because we also know that really for a move to happen in a church it has to happen through the pastor pastor has to embrace it um, we, we, you know, we have had intercessors that have been parts of churches where that has not been the case, and and sadly, eventually, because they have this incredible burden for intercession, um, it becomes very challenging to to serve. But um, but I digress here. So the Lord um, has really. Um, over the years in that nation has has cultivated um, the hearts of, of these two pastors for which the churches that we went into. Now, um, you know Pastor Allen and Colette. They have been here several times, actually, and, and they're a beloved part of our body. 
And so that was the first part of the trip, was to go and to spend some time with, with them. We have been in their church several times in Verviers, and so um, it was just really a, a, a blessing to go back and to see the progression of what God's doing in that church. It's a small church. It is centered right in the, in the middle of a very dark neighborhood, surrounded by a Muslim community. And Alan knew that when he moved into that space, and he knew that's where the Lord wanted him to be because he, he really felt like the Lord wanted to shine a light in, that, in the midst of that darkness. And so, um, you know, we love them, and uh, we had a wonderful time of fellowship. And one of the things that I really I realized, and this isn't rocket science, but um, <laughs> is that, you know, our relationships here on the earth with one another and with those that God brings into our lives and into this walk, they, they really mirror our relationship with the Lord. And, um, and so it's over the course of the years, it's, it's really been just a building of that relationship which yields trust. And it's not about going in and, and it's not about how charismatic we are or how entertaining we are because I don't really count myself as either. It's about what we carry. And, and, and in, that, in, you know, in the midst of that fellowship, um, what you carry, that truth and that light that comes from the inside, um, that's, that's really the connecting point. And, and I, I just, I, you know, over the course of the years and in the midst of the cultivating of this relationship, I just felt that solidify I felt that you know that that connection galvanize in such a powerful powerful way before the Lord and um, and really the the calling of that church is one that is is positioned in that place of darkness to be a light for the Lord um, they are step they are truly at this point stepping into the fullness of their identity in that and so um, it was really a wonderful thing to be a part of, to go into the church and, and to really, it was really more about encouraging his people. And before we went in, we had a meal with them and, and we asked him, what, what do you need? You know, what, what, can we, what can we do to help? What, what do you need? And, and he said, I need my people to pray. <laughs> and, and that's his heart. And so um, we know in that equation that the greatest way to do that is for the pastor to set that example. And, I, you know, how blessed are we that we had our pastoral staff here in this house that when God called us to pray, they set the greatest example for us because they were the first ones on their faces and that had given, you know, they, they were all in knowing that God has called us as a people of prayer and so we talked to Alan and to Colette about that. You know, you've got to set the example. You, you've got to be the intercessor that God created you to be. And, and they're, I mean, they are embracing this full on. Colette has an, an, an amazing gift of intercession in her. And over the course of the years, you all know her. She, um, it's, you know, through the walk, her confidence, you know, I've just seen her confidence just building and building and building. She's learning English, which is beautiful because she, she's conversing with us and we can talk about Namatakos things. And, um, and she recognizes her calling. Pastor goes to the back to lay hands on her when we went to lay hands on people. And she, not that this means anything, but the Spirit of God came on her and she just collapsed on the floor. And she was on the floor for a long time. And so the Lord is really, really moving in her and, and is going to use her in the midst of their congregation to really lead them um, in this lifestyle of intercession. But her congregation is mostly women, and their congregation is, is mostly women. And just in comparison with having been there before, there was such um, an openness to receive and a hunger to receive more of God's grace more of that, um, just the impartation, the, the passion to pray. And, and so we talked about, that's what we did the whole time. We, we just talked with them. We affirmed them. We 
encourage them. We talked about this lifestyle of prayer, and and they received. And then we laid hands on them, and um, we prayed for a few to get diversities of tongues. And um, it, it was it was really a, a powerful powerful time of ministry. And so I give God. I mean, I give God glory for that because I know that there's such a stirring there, and um, I know next time we go in, it, it's going to be a great testimony to see what God has done through, not only through their lives, because we know that when you embrace that call for prayer, it your your relationship with God just radically just <laughs> explodes because you take one step forward in grace and He draws you in two or three or four. And that's just the faithfulness of our Lord. And so um, just pray for them. Just pray for them. And, and you know, there's so many things that I recognize that we had in the beginning. We had, um, you know, this office of diversities of tongues that, that resides here. We had leadership that, that really um, taught us as, they, as God taught them. And we were learning just constantly just new things about the Lord. And, you know, you want that same thing for everyone. And so we just speak, really, um, that this will be a new beginning for them and that they would truly um, represent the Lord at his throne in, in intercession. Amen? Amen. So please, I, I, I just ask that you would pray for Alan and Colette and, and that just continue just to speak in that, that God's light would penetrate the darkness there in Belgium and... Um, Belgium is a, it's a beautiful country. It really is. And the people are so kind and so nice. They're, they're half French-speaking and half Dutch-speaking. Some of them speak German. I think Alan speaks like 10 languages. <laughs> yeah, huh? I remember when he came here and we were all having him lay hands on us that we could learn another language. Remember that? Because <laughs> he has a gift. I mean, he does. He definitely has a gift. Where? In Verviers, in, in, this, in this Muslim neighborhood. I don't know the land that well to be able to tell you what part of town it is, but it's a beautiful little city. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, so they meet at their church. He has a lovely, a lovely church there. And so that's that. That's what happened in Verviers. And then um, we, we, we left there and we drove to Chernay. And we talked about this um, at this exact time last year because last year we went into Vir uh, into Tournay to actually pray specifically with that church on first Saturday. We felt like that's what the Lord was saying. They were they had come to our prophetic seminar in in Versailles, the pastor and his and his wife and some of their congregation, and they were very very hungry for um, to step into this. Um, the ministry of intercession in their church and so they invited us to come we went in and we prayed with them on first saturday and and i remember after we prayed we had them write down their insights and literally we had like 80 insights all in french <laughs> so i did i did it's my four hours a day of studying <laughs> could you come lay hands on me please <laughs> No, and so we went into the office um, during the lunch break, and we had Alan and Sylvie and Agat, who's Pastor Michelle's daughter, who speaks a little bit of English, and they would read us the insight, and then Pastor had his computer, and he he put it in a five-fold, and, and I just remember processing those 80 insights, thinking, you know, it is impossible. Well, it's not. And then we came and, and gave a prophetic directive just to show them that when you pray, you know, you pray that you would interpret. And, and it was really a powerful thing. But what happened last year was it, it launched them into being a part of First Saturday Prayer. And, and this is such a passion of my heart. I mean, I, if I was a salesperson or if I did, ever did a commercial for the saints, <laughs> it would probably be about First Saturday Prayer because I feel like it is... It's something that in the very beginning God initiated in his people. It was a, really a command that he gave to, to our leadership that this is what I want you to do. I want you to, 
to gather the saints all over the world. I want you to pray on behalf of a directive that comes from my throne. And I want you to ask them to, I don't know if he said it like this, to, um, <laughs> to glean what they see, what they, what they discern I'm doing, and I want them to submit it, and then I want you to process it and bring a prophetic release and of, of what God is saying throughout the world from my throne. And, and, and I just feel like it's such, it, it's really the one point of ministry, aside from our seminars here in Dallas, that is something that has been an ongoing Saints Network point of ministry unto the Father for how many years now? And um, I just feel like it's something that is very precious to the Father and something that we must, you know, we need to be obedient in. And so when these churches around the world come alongside and they say, we want to pray with you, that absolutely just thrills my heart because I know it thrills the, the heart of the Father. And, and, but at the same time, you know, we've got a nation in South America, a.k.a. Brazil, that wants to do this. But at this point, we don't have somebody who can process and translate and 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 send that to us and and so we need to pray about that because we as we expand we have to figure out how we're going to do it <laughs> you know what i'm saying so anyway so i backtracked to last year so the lord the lord spoke and said i want you to go back and do this with them again this year and and so that in obedience that's what we did and so our priority was to go in and to pray with them and to to encourage them in their interpretation to glean the insights to process it just like we did and and then to bring a prophetic directive but in the midst of that um, we also had some sessions where we did some teaching and um, had some fellowship at the table with with his congregation and it was really just a really beautiful powerful time with them just building relationships establishing relationships and trust and um, and so when it came for the when it came time for the, the the actual teaching ministry, as we sought the Lord as to what we would bring, um, we really just felt like because they're a functioning Saints Network church, and because there is a language barrier, and and there is a language barrier in this church. I mean, we sit with Pastor Barbez and his wife, and they don't speak any English, and it it makes me realize that I've got to learn French. Because literally, I mean, I sat through a whole dinner and didn't say a word. But that's okay. I don't mind that at all. But there's so many things I want to engage in and ask about and just have conversation with them about what's happening in their church. You know, what can we do to help them and these kinds of things. And, and I do want to stop here and pause and, and give thanks for Luke and Sylvie Benishon because they are, <laughs> they are so faithful. And they have traveled with us throughout these French-speaking countries and faithfully translated for us publicly and in, in, in seminars and sitting one-on-one -on -one at the table um, so much. And I know it's exhausting for them, but they're so faithful. And, and you know, so what's happening is, is like I want to ask Robbie, Pastor Michelle's wife, a question about something, and I have to go to Sylvie and say, Sylvie, can you translate for me? And then she will translate the conversation. But... Um, that's okay. God knows all that, and he's going to help us. But um, um, there is somewhat of a language barrier in this church. Anyway, back to the, let me get back on track. Am I just rambling? Okay, good. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, so so when we, we prayed about what the Lord would have us to teach, because um, we had three sessions, we just really felt like, because they're a functioning Saints Network church, we need to bring them the current rhema, you know, what God is saying to his church today and, and, and where we are in the midst of the timeline as a people in the timeline of the Lord. And so we began um, by speaking of the cycle of the Lord and about where we are in that cycle, about grace and supplication and then transitioning into the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We did a session on wisdom and revelation. And then we did a couple of sessions on speaking on grace. And um, the spirit was there. I mean, it, w it was really, really just powerful, powerful teachings. You could feel the, 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 the reception in the spirit, you know, of the truth. 
and 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 I'm just so thankful for that because when you just speak of what's on God's heart you can't go wrong right and and you know we we don't try to fabricate anything we don't try to manifest anything it's just being a vessel that where that truth that seed of truth resides where you've studied and and you've shown yourself approved to know the scriptures and to understand but beyond even beyond that you guys we have walked this i think this is what the third cycle that we've been through or maybe this is beginning of the fourth um you can do the math if there's seven years and it's 21 years 22 years so we're we're at the beginning i guess of the the fourth cycle going through the cycle of the ways of the lord we have walked this and 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 in the 22 years 21 years that that we have i don't know if i've ever felt i always hate to use that word but i don't have another word the clarity that god has given to us about where we are in him and about just think about the 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 revelations that he has given us about his grace just through our obedience to walk through this past year hasn't been easy it's not easy right now i mean it has been a really really curiously somewhat challenging season for a lot of us but i i just have to believe that 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 those challenges um, are really leading us into the purity of what his wisdom is going to reveal and preparing us for what lies ahead do you believe do you do you believe that um so so that's that's what we released and um and they were very very gracious and thankful and um you know one thing about the french-speaking people is they they're very studious and um they want to understand and and to have that kind of an atmosphere where there's a hunger to understand scripture is is really encouraging and um and it you know the lord can do a lot in that atmosphere and so they have come along they are a functioning church in this network um and and just pray for them pray for pastor michelle and and robbie and we talked to them about coming to dallas we talked to them about sending some teams in throughout the year and that's probably going to happen i hope in this coming year um and they are just I mean, they were saying, please, please, please come. Send, send the saints. Please come. And, and that's always a wonderful thing when you're, when you're there, when you're getting ready to leave, to know that they would like for you to come back. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the report. I mean, um, in Tournay, it wasn't just his church on, um, primarily on Sunday, but on Saturday, we had prayer we had prayer group representatives from all over the country we had um Francoise remember Francoise she's been here a few times and she's just been a little powerhouse of intercession there in Belgium she stood very faithfully over the years she's served alongside Pastor Paul for many many years there in that nation and she is I mean she she's just wanting more she's just come back come back come back we have a prayer group over there that Pastor Paul has actually been teaching every single month. Um, once again, they don't speak English, but um, the one of the, the gentlemen came up to me on Saturday night when we were finished and gave me some prophetic words. And, and as Francoise was translating after he gave me these prophetic words, which I'm going to tell you about one of them in a minute, um, they turn, he turned around. He's very humble, and he turned around to walk off. And she, before she, she was standing between him and me, and she turned and she looked at me and she said, that man prays for you all like three hours a day. And I mean, she was dead serious. She repeated it like two or three times. He prays for you all like two or three hours a day. And um, that gives you great comfort, right? <laughs> I mean, that is pure intercession at the throne and so we're thankful for that and so we pray for them but one of the words that he gave um was he said he saw us standing before just a whole throng of people and 
these people were like bent over like in oppression. He said, I just saw oppression all over them. It was bondage and oppression, and they were bent over. They couldn't even stand straight. And he said, you all were standing. And when he says you all, I'm assuming just a representation of the saints. He said, you were standing there in the midst of these, this, just this throng of people. And um, he said, then I saw your hearts. And I saw you in deliberate, your hearts in deliberation before the Lord. And the Lord was asking you, will you do this? And he said, then I saw your hearts say yes to God. And the minute that happened, those people got free. And he said, I just want to tell you the power of your yes to God. And so, you know, that really, really touched me. And, um, and then he gave me a word about the opposition, which <laughs> is always fun to receive. But we have opposition. Of course we do. I mean, of course we do. Um, but you know what? We are covered and protected by the Lord. We are under the shadow of his wing. And um, nothing can touch us. Nothing can touch us. So I, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And, and, and so I'm going to segue. I'm going to segue here. And I'm gonna, I, I feel like there's something that the Lord wants me to just to release um, based on the ministry that, that just happened there in, in, in Belgium to release over this house and to release into the Saints Network. And it has to do with both grace and wisdom, if I may. And I know that there's been a lot of, of teaching on both of those topics. So this is not really a teaching. This is more of a prophetic, just what I feel like the Lord wants me to release as we go into this year. Um, first of all, I want you to remember, and Pastor taught on this on Sunday morning, about remember the message about out of Psalm 34 about the encampment, the angelic account, encampment that surrounds us. Remember that? I think that came like right before the seminar. I don't remember exactly. Um, but you do recognize that you know the Lord has prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And I think never before, and I I, I know I have sensed this before, and I have lived this just like you have. But this last season, it has been so um, magnified to me that the enemy has, you know, I just feel this, you know, <laughs> I, I feel the feasting at the table, and I feel the presence of the Lord so strongly in his goodness and his faithfulness, and I trust so much in that, and, and, and I'm so thankful for his presence, his abiding presence, because it's been so rich and so powerful. But I also recognize what surrounds us. I recognize that we are in a world of darkness. And, um, and that affects us. I mean, that can really affect us. And I've talked to many of you just about different things that you've um, encountered over this last season. And I just want to commend you for standing and for continuing to say yes to the Lord. But I want to remind you out of Psalm 34, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around around about them that fear him and he delivers them all and so in the midst and it's the the angelic encampment of Yahweh and so that angelic encampment is surrounding us as we continue in obedience to walk and to fulfill the plan of God and so we're in a good place I mean he he is surrounding us you know David was representing God as a warrior in God's grace, he was being obedient to where God was leading him. And God was establishing him in, in new places as he was going forth as a warrior and conquering. And, and at the same time, you know, then David writes this psalm and he declares that that angelic encampment of the plan of God is surrounding me. And so I just want to remind you of that, no matter what you're, what you're facing, what you're sensing, just know that God has, he's put that around us. And um, so we're in a good place. Amen. And so from there, I want to talk a little bit about wisdom because we are really, we've crossed over, but we are being propelled by God's grace. We will always be propelled by his grace. His grace doesn't dissipate. I mean, it's, we keep pressing into that throne of grace. 
Um, it's always going to be that which propels us forward into the fulfillment of His will. And um, it's always going to be about our calling to turn the raw into, to address the evil, and to, to partner in righteousness. And if you don't think that that is the Lord's agenda for his people in this earth, in our country, think again. Because, you know, we could stay within the confines of these walls of this church, which would be so wonderful. I mean, just let me be like Anna and just stay in the sanctuary. But he's calling us out beyond the walls to be the light. You have to, in order to take the light into the darkness, you have to be willing to go there. And I think that's what a lot of what some of us have been feeling is, you know, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't, it, it's, it just doesn't feel so good. And so, but his wisdom, his wisdom, it's his mindset. You know, the wisdom is the mindset of the Lord. And it's that which drives, the, you know, his heart of passion for us to go out there and fulfill his will and turn that evil into good and so we've got to have his wisdom and so I'm so excited about where we are because you know so often I have thought about wisdom and it's always kind of been like a sterile kind of thing for me because you talk about it and it's like strategy and it's tactic and it's timing and it's 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 the plan you know it's it's the plan it's the nuts and bolts of things but wisdom and revelation is, is really the place where God, be, you know, he reveals more of himself to us. And it doesn't come without us waiting on him, without us communing with him, without us being in that secret place and really investing ourselves in his heart. Because you know what? You cannot separate his heart from his plan. He cannot, those two cannot be separated. Because in his heart is his plan. And so we gain wisdom through our commune with him and revelation and 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 so press into that i mean i just want to encourage you to press into that amen so he exists through his wisdom and he extends that wisdom to us so that so that we can coordinate with him so that we can partner with him in the dominion of the earth um and it's always going to work towards the resolution of the raw or the evil and the establishment of righteousness throughout the world. And we talked a little bit about this on Saints Radio, and I really kind of wish sometimes when you're jet-lagged and you bring up politics, it's not the best thing. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, there's some really um, challenging, frustrating, concerning things that are happening in our nation right now with the administration and which all this impeachment stuff. And... Um, and, 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 and what I realize is that while our president is not perfect, our president has been working towards establish, establishing our nation back in righteousness. And I don't know how anybody could deny that. The issues that he has faced, that he has not backed down from, from abortion um, to, I could go down the list, but I'm not going to. But in the absolute onslaught of evil that has come against him and come against that administration just because they are standing him and the vice president and his staff or his what do you call them administration are standing on behalf of righteousness to rule in our land again the supreme court justices and those things look at the evil that's come against that and so you think oh my gosh that is the power of righteousness and that is how much it is hated by the enemy so much so that they will do anything to get him out to knock him out and so guys this is where we are and 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 the church has got to rise up in intercession and in our stand to to be that voice first to be propelled in god's grace but secondly in supplication which is the 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 partnership in grace and intercession but to step into that point of wisdom and be that voice of wisdom that turns that evil into good. And if we don't think that that is a commission for us today, this is going to be an incredible year for the saints. It's going to be an incredible year 
in our country. And we don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you that God does. And so what I want to know, I, you know, it's like obedience. And I, I mentioned this yesterday. I'd never thought about it this way. The Bible says that the Lord prefers obedience over sacrifice, right? And I always thought, why is that? Because sacrifice is just so... I mean, you sacrifice your heart, you sacrifice your living sacrifice, you go on the fire for God. I mean, that's pretty powerful, right? But in obedience, you can't be obedient if you're not close to God because you can't be obedient if you don't hear him. If you don't see him, if you don't know him, how can you be obedient? And so obedience is an intimate thing. And so is wisdom. We need to have the mindset of the Father. We need to know his plan, especially going into the places God is calling us to go into to turn that darkness into light. And that's who we are. You know, as a communication center and intercession, being that voice and the, you know, the, the voice that cries in the wilderness, that is what we're facing. And so it's just really interesting where we are right now. And yet it is absolutely perfectly time, you know, in the timing and in the positioning of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So there's just a couple of things that I want to uh, prophetically release about wisdom and about what really part of our calling. Um, and I want to I, I use some, some individuals in Scripture that um, it is written of that, that walked in the wisdom of the Lord. And, and the things that they did, and because so much of it aligns with what our calling is um, to be that voice of wisdom. And the first one I want to speak of is Joseph. And you remember the story. Poor Joseph. He had, I mean, he was filled with the Spirit of God. He had favor from the Lord. He was one of many brothers. He was Jacob's son. He had the coat of many colors. And he had dreams. I mean, he, he had the Spirit of the Lord in him. And God had a plan for him. Through all of what he went through, you think God wasn't there? You think God did not have a plan for him? Sure. And so he ends up in Egypt. He gets thrown in a pit. He gets sold to, as a slave. He gets accused of adultery. You know, he ends up in the, in the dungeon with the candlestick baker maker. <laughs> what is that little rhyme? The, 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 you know, what is it? The butcher, the baker. Oh, that's so creative. The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. And, 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 I mean, the guy had a hard time, right? But he never wavered in his, in his, um, his heart for the Lord. And so through all that, you know, through that whole walk and other things, um, he just never wavered. He, st he was in the plan of God. And, and so it says in Acts 7, verse 10, And God delivered him out of all of his afflictions. So he dealt with a lot of afflictions, we know. And gave him favor, which is grace, and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all of his house. And I want to read another passage about Joseph in the courts of Pharaoh. So, so God gave him favor, gave him wisdom. He was able to interpret the dreams, remember, and, and, and he became somewhat of a big dog. <laughs> so much so that the Bible says that in Genesis 41:40 it says, oh, and this was Pharaoh speaking to him, only in the throne will I be greater than you. That's how much power he had in the courts of Pharaoh. Now, Egypt was a dark place. And Egypt had wisdom of their own. And it still does. I mean, Egypt is known for really, I guess, what we would call to this day what, what we would call man's wisdom. Um, but to the extreme. I mean, they thought that they were as powerful as God himself. I mean, they were like the gods. I mean, that's how they viewed themselves. I mean, they, they, they walked in this carnal wisdom, and, and yet in that 
setting in, the, the, in, in, in that kingdom a man of God who had the wisdom and the favor of the Lord was promoted and promoted and promoted so much so that only on the throne of the king of the Pharaoh did Joseph lack I mean he had that much power and so what I want to say to you is that you know we are in this world we're not of it but we're in it and and I, and I believe that that in this year through the wisdom of the Lord and through his favor through his grace he's going to give us that kind of governing power he's going to give us that favor he's going to give us wisdom in the courts and and even in a in a very very dark world we're going to rule amen amen we may have to go through affliction we may feel the pressure you know it, it all that stuff comes alongside it but i just want to encourage you and say that god has given you an authority to govern and to rule and reign and so no matter what things look out in the world and you know the, as dark as it is i mean i can't even read the news it just troubles me and it, it's just like it makes me mad <laughs> a lot of times because i'm just like what i mean this makes no sense but I just want to I just want to encourage you and tell you that that um, the Lord's going to anoint you and he's going to give you his grace. He's going to give you the gift um, to interpret and, and to really be a voice of authority in the place where he has you, whether that's in the, the marketplace in your place of business, um, no matter where it is, he he's going to do that for his people. And so this is going to be really a tremendous year where, where God's people rise in, in favor and in wisdom and in the governing power of the Lord. And so I just speak that over you right now. And it said, even in the foreign nations, God brought prosperity and wisdom through Joseph. And so I even speak that in the expansion of this network and in the expansion of the saints through nations that we've not even touched yet that we're going to go in and we're going to have that measure of, of governing authority in the spirit realm to be able to, to transact business and be able to um, to really rule and reign amen amen so now we're going to talk a little bit about Moses the Bible says in Acts seven twenty two. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. So think about Moses. Moses is born. He's put in a basket and left in a river. I mean, really. So he's going down the river. <laughs> and and a, ma a fair maiden, yeah, takes him out of the river and, and begins to, to raise him. And you all know the story. And he was raised in the in the courts of the Egyptians, right? Pharaoh's daughter. Do you think God had a plan? Do you think God knew all that? Of course he did. But in the midst of that scenario, God gave him wisdom. Now it says he had the wisdom of the Egyptians, but he had the wisdom of the Lord. And he knew the difference. And so when it was time, when it was God's timing to pluck him out and, and to speak into him and say, this is what I want you to do. I want you to free my people. I want you to, to, to free them from the bondage that they're in. Now, what did I tell you about the, the, the prophecy that, that we were given in Belgium? Your yes, the power of your yes will free people. You guys, there's people everywhere that are in bondage people that I know and love that have a big smile on their face and they just act like everything's okay but there's bondage all over there we encounter that every single day of our lives with our loved ones with the people that we work with they are in bondage to the enemy and God wants to use you in this year to bring freedom just like Moses just like Moses to bring freedom to the captives and to, um, to see them set free. 
Don't you want that? Oh my gosh. Amen. So I speak that as well. Now we're gonna we're gonna continue on with Moses because there's something else I feel like that, and I I spoke of this in Sunday school, but I'm gonna say it again because I I really mean it. So God God wanted these his people delivered, and so he goes to Pharaoh and let my people go, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and then all these plagues came, and then you know the story. And so finally, Pharaoh has had enough, <laughs> and he lets them go. But he doesn't only just let them go. They came out with lots of stuff. So God gave them favor in that way. So they come. He takes them into the wilderness, and they're beginning their, their, their journey through the 40 years of the wilderness. However, I don't think that God intended it to be so long, but that's a whole other story. And so they get into the wilderness, and, and the Lord is leading them by a cloud by day. And a fire by night, God is with them. They murmur, they bicker. God wants to kill them. Moses intercedes. God saves them. They go a little farther. They're hungry. They bicker. They get. They murmur. They have bitterness. God wants to kill them. Moses intercedes. You, I mean, it's just a cycle. And 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 so, it wasn't easy for Moses. I can't even imagine. Because we're talking, th uh, we're talking millions of people. I don't know how many, but I know it's millions of murmuring people that are hungry. Can you imagine? And it's dirty and nasty and stinky, and they're hungry. And I don't know. I just so it wasn't easy for Moses, but God had a plan for him, and God had given him his his favor and and, and wisdom. And so they get into the wilderness, and the Lord says, "I want you to build a tabernacle. I want you to build a tent of meeting." And um, and it's going to be the meeting place. It's going to be the place where there, where I meet with you. It's really going to be the central point of your identity as a people, right? And so Moses says, okay, we can do that. Because God is establishing them as a nation of promise. They are his people. And so I want you to build this tent, this tabernacle. It was the first tabernacle that was constructed. And it was constructed through communion. Commune. I mean, period. It was constructed through commune, and it was constructed. It was constructed to establish their identity and their relationship with God, but also with dominion in mind, because God intended them for to go into the promised land and take dominion of all the land. Right, and so it was. It was an important task. I mean, it was important. And so, what did God? What did God speak to Moses? And I'm going to read Exodus 31. Verses 1 through, I'm not sure how far. And it says, And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, and the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works and to go, and in gold and silver and brass and in the cutting of stones and to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship and I behold, I have given with him some other guys of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise hearted, I have put my wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee to make. The tabernacle of the congregation, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is thereupon, the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its furniture, the pure candlestick, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with its furniture and the labor of, and its foot the cloths of service, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded, these shall they do. So what God is saying here, every part of their function before the Lord was built through wisdom him pouring his wisdom into these workmen so that they could create the functions of the tabernacle and so why I bring this up is because it's not just about our skill or our capacity it's about us receiving his wisdom to be able to build and we are building we are building we are 
this is the body of Christ. This is the church of the living God. He has called us to build. When I think about the Saints Network, I think about him building the end time church. And so, you know, it's, it's a spiritual house. But we do have tangible things that we have to accomplish. And I'm telling you, in this year, with the expansion in which all the things that need to be accomplished, that at this point, so many of them, we have no idea how we're going to do. And that's just the truth. How are we going to do this? But God, in his grace, is going to pour wisdom into you. The making of the banners, the ministry of the banners, the worship, every part of our function going to the altar of incense our intercession every part of the function of 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 this body this tabernacle this temple this even you because you are those things he is going to pour his wisdom into you to show you and for us as a people he's he we need this desperately and so if god did it back then he can do it today and so I just, I speak into that. I speak into the expansion of this network and for all the, even the little things that need to be done. You know, the, the tangible things, the everyday mundane things, the things that Ruby, you know, the things, Ruby, that you have to do to, to keep this place running. He's going to give you wisdom. The creative things. We need creativity. We need, we need creativity to know how and when and who and all those things and so our spiritual ministry you know every part that we give before the lord we need the wisdom and and he's going to give that this year do you receive that i mean i want supernatural creativity i want those thoughts just to come to me and the understanding of how to do it so that i can say to my leader this is what we need to do and this is how we need to do it and this who this is who needs to do it and to be able to contact them and say, this is what God has said. And for them to say, yes, I will receive that wisdom and I will put my hand to the plow and I will do it. We've got to have that. We've got to have it. we got to have it. So we receive it, Lord, and, and we declare that. Amen? Amen. And then, lastly, Joshua. Because remember the tabernacle in the in the de- the tabernacle in the wilderness, it was all about conquest. It was all about God taking this earth back for His glory. It's what it's always been about since the fall of man. It was always about that from the garden all the way up until today. It's about conquest of God's creation and bringing it back into a place as as a a point of um, of, of glory and praise unto God. That's what it's about. And so we know the story about the, the children of Israel and they crossed over and the tribes were established and they had their little plots of land and then they got lazy and complacent with where they were and they really basically stopped in their conquest. But Joshua, I, I, I went too far ahead, sorry guys. Joshua, Deuteronomy 34, beginning with verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. So right now, as a people, we speak wisdom into our leader. We speak wisdom into Pastor Ron, into Apostle Ron. We speak wisdom into Debbie. We speak wisdom into our leadership that all men would hearken unto you. Amen? Amen. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, and all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all of his servants and to all of his land. And in all, and I love this. And in all that mighty hand, and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of Israel. And so Moses laid hands on Joshua and imparted that wisdom, that spirit of wisdom. And Joshua went out and kicked booty 
yeah and 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 was a mighty mighty warrior he he was empowered to lead the various tribes into their places of their intended legacy and and as each region was subdued they were then to serve as a launch point for continued conquest in the land and that's how it is for us we go and we take dominion and it it in and, and, and we establish it and it serves as a launch point for further conquest that's how god is expanding it's like Peretz and Peretz. And so every successful occupation was directed specifically by the application of the spirit of wisdom through Joshua, through that leader. And as each portion of the promised land was conquered, the tribes came together in order to follow the battle plan of Yahweh. And Joshua followed the divine commissioning. He partnered with, that, with the angels of Gilgal, and he continuously gained strategy for each battle fought in the name of the Lord. That's what God's given us. That's the wisdom that we're stepping into. And so we speak it forth into our leader and, and, and into all, I, I just speak it into all of you and into every pastor in this network, every leader, every intercessor, that we would truly walk in that, that um, in the wisdom of the Lord and that we would hearken unto our leaders. That, you know, you think about an army they give a command and you s I mean I've I've spent enough time with Denise seriously that I I mean I'm constantly like just interrogating her what's it like what's it like what what was it like and she is loving and kind and gentle but she is a warrior and she's a wise warrior and she is a gift to this network that just sounded so Texan <laughs> she's a gift to this network her experience and, and her understanding of authority structure is paramount. And, and, and so give thanks for that. And, and amen. And so we need to see ourselves as an army. And, 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 and when we're given a command, we need to say, yes, sir. Yeah. And not think about it, not question it, not say, oh, I don't really feel like doing that today or... I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> Just teasing. Um, no, we need to function as an army. And so the beautiful thing about it is every single one of you is is in pretty high ranking in the army. And so just know that God's going to bring, as he expands, those that come under your command. And and you are going to walk in the wisdom of the Lord. And, 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 and they will hearken to you as you hearken to your leader your authority and so I speak that into this structure I speak this into this army I speak this into our leaders um, and I just give the Lord thanks for it and I, I'm I'm I have no idea what's going to happen this coming year but I just know that we are in the perfect place we are poised in the heart of the Lord and he's got us and um We'll go forth in his grace and we'll go forth in his wisdom and um, we will see great conquest and great expansion throughout the earth in turning the evil into righteousness and pray for pray for pray for the government pray for our president and for his administration pray for them scripture says that we're pray for them pray for them and um, so that's what I have so I want to thank you for being here and for tolerating me. And um, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Father, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for giving us the opportunity and the privilege to partner with you. Thank you, Father, for teaching us how to pray. Lord, I think that is just one of the greatest prayers of our hearts is that you have taught us and you have anointed us and you've gifted us to pray, to commune, to seek your face. And Father, I just ask in these days ahead, in this busy, busy month of Christmas, Lord, that we would honor you in every way. That every gathering, every conversation, every, dis every way that we can be distracted by the cares of this world, I, I, just, I shut those down right now. And I just say, let us be a people throughout this Christmas season 
that our hearts are are geared are 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 poised towards welcoming your presence because that's what christmas is it is welcoming the lord it's welcoming his presence into this earth and so we welcome you and lord i just pray father that that you would be in our midst that you would manifest yourself to every one of these these ones that love you so much and um and that you would continue to encourage them in the battle that you would strengthen them in the battle we pray for our pastor lord strengthen him encourage him and um and give him wisdom and help him to rise up in grace for what lies ahead on his shoulders and and we say as a people that we will commit ourselves in this year ahead to serve and to be all that you've created and called us to be so lord we love you we bless you i bless this people and it's in jesus name we pray amen amen so good night and goodbye